0: Welcome to the Team Us Podcast. We're Ted and Ashley Slater.
1: As couples, we all want to win in marriage, right? And we don't mean in a who's right or who's wrong sort of way, but together as a united team.
0: Oneness in marriage isn't always easy, though. Sometimes it's really hard. It can be a struggle to stay connected and face the difficulties of everyday life together.
1: If we're not intentional, it's easy for the us, the you and me, to quickly become you versus me.
0: Well, this podcast is all about marriage as a team and how to live the everyday moments of your marriage together. We'll share honestly and humorously with you about the betters and the worse of our marriage. You'll hear how grace, commitment, cooperation, and lots and lots of laughter have helped us stay united.
1: Plus, in every episode, you'll also get some practical tips and tools to apply to your marriage.
0: We want to see your team us win. We're cheering you on, so let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Team Us podcast.
1: (laughs) Were you expecting me to say something there?
0: Yeah, but you know, a laugh works because today we're talking about what a lighthearted marriage is and how Uh, uh. we as couples can have one. Uh But first, Ted.
1: Yes, my dear.
0: I think just the use of the word lighthearted not only Mm -hmm. means that a laugh is appropriate when we open, Mm -hmm. but I think we need to talk about what you wrote your master's thesis on.
1: Oh, yes. I spent a year writing this thing, and it was grueling at the time, which is kind of funny in retrospect, because it was on laughter. (laughs) I uh, studied scripture to see uh, what laughter was as a communication phenomenon. I use bigger words because it was a master's degree thesis. so.
0: And you needed to sound smart. Right? I needed to sound smart. Well, I used the word smart, salience
1: but- in the title. I don't even remember what that word means now. That's kind <laughs> of funny. Relevance or something. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was one thing you learned well, about the purpose of laughter?
1: Well, there are a number of times that laughter occurs. Uh, mostly it occurs because of a sense of freedom. And that could be good. Mm-hmm if you are freed from your sins by the, the god's forgiveness or freed from feeling um horrible because you have a humble heart if you slip and fall and don't hurt yourself you're humiliated but if you laugh it off that's that's a good thing on the other side this sense of freedom could come from uh you know rejecting god's law uh and you feel some sort of sense of freedom and you might laugh but it's not necessarily virtuous laughter it's a it's it's a pretty cool concept. I mean, when people sin, God laughs at them, pauses, hopes that, well, I can't say the word hope, but he pauses and he allows them a chance to humble themselves and then laugh uh at their stupidity and repent. And if they don't, then he he comes down hard against them. That's just one example. It's it's a pretty cool phenomenon. And my thesis is online, but I'm not going to tell you where it's at because I feel like that's a self promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Did I talk too long?
0: Uh,
1: yeah. you no, know, it was interesting. Okay. Although
0: you I, you gave me things to think about. I'm Ooh. like, all right, I'll ask you later. Well, for us, laughter and a sense of levity or lightheartedness has carried us through a lot of seasons. You know, we've had our goods and our bads and our ups and our downs. And in the Mm -hmm. next episode, we're going to talk about a lot of those downs. Mm -hmm. Through it all, we've tried to consistently find the humor in life. You know, laughter, I think for us, has really been, as Proverbs 17.22 says, good medicine. Right?
1: That's right. That's what the Bible says.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing, which I discovered as I was writing Team Us, that I thought was really interesting, is that laughter doesn't come easily for all couples. I guess since we laugh a lot together, I hadn't thought about that. Mm. Um, for those of you listening, you might be thinking we don't laugh together easily or much at all. And if that's the case, you're actually not alone. When mm. I was writing Team Us, I read an online article from Psychology Today that pointed to laughter as something that marriages need most but often lack. So I actually really? have they a,
1: said marriages need it the most.
0: Yeah, I actually have. Oh. I mean, I would say that we need a shared faith in Christ, right? But this is not a Christian publication. Mm-hmm. So since we're Mm. talking about levity and lightheartedness, um, here's a quote from it, which I thought was really interesting. They said, it's a safe bet that most of the laughs married couples get come from TV laugh tracks, not from each other. They don't emanate from the relationship. More important, they don't feed it. And if the jokes that make the rounds by email, or I'm going to throw in here social media, you know, and memes and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or any gauge, often they are at the expense of it. But homegrown laughter may be what ailing couples need most. Laughter establishes or restores a positive emotional climate and a sense of connection between two people who literally take pleasure in the company of each other. That's interesting, right?
1: It certainly is. Um, You know, we, we do watch TV some. You and me at the end of the day, we have a bedtime story and, uh, we watch some comedies and there are some laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be sad if that's the primary source of laughter in our home is the TV.
0: Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be, well, I mean, I, you and I are not experts on why other couples don't laugh or why no, they struggle.
1: No. And you kind of got me thinking about that. And my mind, my mind is thinking, okay, why do couples not laugh? And why do we tend to laugh more? I could get really philosophical about that, but
0: well, I have one philosophy on why we are able to laugh a lot, yeah, and I think that one of the biggest reasons is because we genuinely take pleasure in the company of each other. We like to spend time together, and mm-hmm. I think that the reason that we do um, i mean you're a fun guy, but the mushroom. <laughs> A mushroom. A fungi. Oh, (laughs) yes.
1: Sorry, that's dumb.
0: (laughs) Well. Dad humor. Exactly. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's because we really make an intentional effort to live out our marriage with unburdened hearts. And an unburdened heart is a lighthearted heart, which makes it easier to laugh. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean by an unburdened heart, right?
1: Right. You think of the the stuff that weighs you down um, and not like, uh, job respon I'm not talking about job responsibilities or, um, stuff around the house that has to be fixed or, you know, this kind of stuff, but stuff that weighs you down in your relationship. You know, if, if we let, uh, some resentment go unresolved, we don't talk about it. It's, it's not going to go away on its own. It's going to be mm-hmm. there. There's even if I, after two years, I forget exactly what it was. There's still going to be some thing that's feeling resentful toward you. And it's, dragging me down and down is not necessarily good unless it's
0: right down
1: to repentance.
0: Right. Yeah. If we were carrying around grudges or making a list of wrongs and not mm-hmm. letting it go
1: and bringing things up past offenses,
0: right. Or not bringing them up, but uh, uh, harboring them. Right. It would be really hard for us to laugh together. Mm-hmm. So we make a big effort not to do that. I mean, it's funny because I think a lot of the times we can't remember what our fights were about.
1: It's mm-hmm. interesting when you, uh Earlier I said that if you fall down and don't hurt yourself, you can laugh at yourself because you've been humiliated. And humility is a, is a virtue. Um, so it's good to join in, you know, creation's laughter at uh, humble expressions. Um, and that made me think that uh, one reason we can laugh is because we don't have a sense of threat between us. You're not going to threaten to bring up something I've done that's stupid or, or sinful and I'm not going to do the same to you. So there's not that uh, foreboding, threatening sort of thing between us, because that that stifles laughter because you know you don't feel safe, you don't feel vulnerable.
0: Right, which makes me think back to conflict as an adventure, not a threat, because when you work through the conflict, mm. you remove those threats that That's keep right. you from being lighthearted. I think we should share some practical things that we do that help us keep our marriage lighthearted because these might be helpful to those of you listening. Um, One is we give in on the small stuff. We also Mm -hmm. call this, this is going to sound so official, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we call this our 49%, 51% policy. Do you want to explain that, Ted, what that means?
1: I do. And I want to say that this is not about complementarianism versus egalitarianism. I'll let you, y'all look up those words if you don't really know what they mean, but that's not what we're talking about here. This is about if Ashley has a stronger preference about something, then I tend to defer to her.
0: The small stuff.
1: The small stuff. Right. Um, If she, you know, prefers that the the bedroom is, um, you know, structured a certain way with the bed there and the table there and the whatever there. And I kind of have a feeling, you know, I don't really like the the way you're doing the pillows or whatever. I'm going to defer to her because it's more meaningful to her. And like at the yard, if I have an idea about the yard, you know, I I've given up on trying to keep the grass alive, so I've hired somebody. You know, we've talked about that. We've budgeted for it, um, but she will defer to me. You know, in that in that case, right? I suppose it could get pretty tiresome if I'm always like. What do you want to do for dinner? I don't have any ideas. Let's go to a restaurant, but I don't know where. You know, you know what I'm saying? If right. I'm very passive about it? But
0: that's not what we're talking about. That's we're not talking, what we're about, like, talking about like either. say we're in the car mm-hmm. and you're like, "Hey, I want I, barbecue." I was going to say barbecue. <laughs> I really want barbecue, and I'm thinking, mm. Mm, "I like barbecue. It's not my favorite, but I don't have a strong preference for something else." So, okay, let's go get barbecue.
1: Or if you're like, "I'd rather have Indian food. I've been craving Indian food." Right. I'll be like, "Okay, I'm like a f- wanting some barbecue. You're like a 53% wanting Indian food. So that's what we do. We get curry. Right.
0: So it's that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in the last episode, we talked about addressing conflict and how you should address conflict. But this is one of the... These these small things are things where it's better Hmm. to just avoid conflict by maybe instead of pushing for what you want, if you think that your spouse really wants... But they want more and it's not a big deal than just giving into their preference.
1: Right. You're more agreeable. I mean, having agreeable relationship is, is, is a, is a good thing. It, it feels right. good, you know?
0: Yeah. Which takes us to the next one. Oh,
1: What is the next one?
0: We also serve each other with no strings attached. In the book, I actually ta- call this, we make payback optional. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. the example I give is, you know, if I watch some dumb Sci fi movie. with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't remember I this like was. The black Hole? That's Do you the one that I line? talk about. Oh, that yes. Was...
1: It was so good when I was a kid. <laughs> In retrospect, it was not.
0: Yeah. All so bad. you might joke and say, hey. I owe you. I owe you. I'll watch this many of time. these Hallmark kind of movies. movies uh-huh. Although I don't like you to watch the Hallmark mm, movies. Right. So it's got to be something else. Right. But I don't know what that is. Mm. <laughs> an old like Cary Grant screwball Garn- comedy or something. Or a British classic. Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but we are getting um, off track here. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's not to say that I think there's anything wrong with some quid pro quo in marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's fine. But this is the idea of, okay, say that I decide to let you sleep in, Ted, because you love to sleep in.
1: That happened this morning, right?
0: Probably. And yesterday?
1: (laughs) I think the day before. Uh
0: (laughs) Anyway, especially when the kids were younger because the kids needed more attention. Right. But anyway, it's this idea of if I let you sleep in and I take care of the kids, especially when they were littles. Then I'm obligated. To do such and such for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's this idea of serving the other with things like letting them sleep in if Mm -hmm. that's something that they really enjoy and doing it freely without this expectation that there's this um, sense of they owe us for doing it.
1: Right. However, at the same time, if I'm always taking and never giving, that's a problem. That's, you know, that's disrespectful towards you.
0: Right. Well, there are other things that you will do Mm -hmm. um, for me. And you don't expect me to pay you back. I mean, you do a lot of the grocery shopping, Mm -hmm. which is awesome, because I think you enjoy it more than I do. I
1: do. It takes me a long time.
0: That's go down aisles, it's an up experience aisles and it, for you. I spend
1: so much time in the international aisle and the condiment aisle.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, it's a list. Like, I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I've got to go get this stuff. And so I'm very methodical about it. And I plan out where it's at in the grocery store. Um, but for you, it's an experience. <laughs> yeah. So you're serving me in going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we give in on the small stuff. Mm-hmm. We serve each other freely without payback, without expecting payback. No
1: strings attached. No
0: strings attached. And we team up against a common enemy. And I think we briefly may have mentioned this in a previous Mm -hmm. episode. I don't remember which one it was. But, I mean, if you think about it, this, this whole idea, whether it's in movies or in history, we see the power of a common enemy a lot. We see individuals or countries who, under normal circumstances, would never naturally band together, but they do all in the name of defeating a common enemy.
1: Right. I mean, in Lord of the Rings, we've got elves and dwarves fighting side by side.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't normally do (laughs) that. They
1: don't typically get along so well.
0: But common enemies have a way of uniting people. And, okay, so, you know, as couples, we love each other and we voluntarily join together. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we're these unlikely... um, people uniting together to fight a common enemy. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes as husbands and wives, we can forget that we're on the same team. We can forget that we're fighting the same battles. Sometimes we let those challenges and struggles become a me versus you battle rather than an us versus the problem. So I think we easily allow the other one to become the enemy when really we're teammates. And when we do that, that's when it's really easy for grudges and resentments To build when we view each other as the enemy. So, okay, so let's look at like an example of Mm -hmm. some things that could be a common enemy, Mm -hmm. but could cause fighting if it's not seen as a common enemy. Yeah. Like debt. Ooh. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's something we talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's debt, right. Say, we sit down together and we figure out how to work side by side to pay it off. Mm-hmm. We make a plan together and then we figure out ways we can keep each other accountable in a supportive and not accusatory manner. So we remind each other it's us versus the debt.
1: Right. Yeah. Accus- accusations could, uh, could poison the whole, the whole thing. Like if you uh, accuse me of spending too much on a electronic drum set and if I accuse you of spending too much on your haircut... And, you know, you,
0: but yeah, I mean, that could make us start to have resentment towards each other, which makes it then hard for us to have unburdened hearts yeah, when we're hey, together. Yeah, but heavy heart when
1: there's resentment in it. Right.
0: And we don't want to spend time with each other because mm-hmm. we're thinking about oh, mm-hmm. that debt we have to pay off because she bought that or he bought that. Um, you know, depending on which one of us is thinking it. Okay. One other example is yes. like job loss. Mm. We're going to talk about a lot of job been losses. Right. <laughs> in the next episode. Um, but we can be purposeful not to let that divide us or cause resentment or issues like that by determining that we're going to face job loss as us against mm. the job loss. You know, we're in it together to figure it out and to move into the next season um, it can be viewed as a shared adventure.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, the first major job loss that I had in our marriage, um, I was kind of stuck yes. for some reason. I was I was looking for work and applying for work, but wasn't getting any leads. Um, I was looking at changing careers, getting out getting out of computer stuff, and getting into uh, audio production, which is kind of a midlife crisisy kind of. I think he kind of you kinda
0: had analysis.
1: Paralysis. paralysis yeah like
0: you just didn't know what to do but yet. months
1: went by when i wasn't working right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i imagine that was pretty stressful for you and, and yet you didn't make it a a source of conflict between us
0: which was hard you were
1: encouraging me you were praying
0: mm-hmm. i had to really trust god and lean mm-hmm. on him and have me him and have him help me not do that right
1: because we ended up, uh, moving to Colorado, having a great time out there. That was a, was a good yeah, season. So yeah,
0: I think we figured out how to approach it as a shared adventure, mm-hmm. which again, kept me from not being resentful and kept us from <laughs> kept us enjoying each other's presence and being able to have a lightheartedness in mm-hmm. our relationship, you know, and I think when it comes to a common enemy, mm-hmm. I think it's even more important for us as couples to go back to scripture and remember that there's an enemy far worse than, you know, any of these things right. that we could face, mm-hmm. and you know, Paul writes about him in Ephesians six twelve. He says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood," which means we don't wrestle against our spouses. Our spouses are not our enemies, just like these, um, just like we're talking about. But against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, and you know, this ancient enemy. Of ours, Satan. I mean, he would love for us, our marriages, to constantly be me versus you. For there to be these grudges and resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he finds pleasure in watching that. Just like that first infamous couple in the garden that Mm -hmm. we've talked about, Adam and Eve, um, who chose to blame each other and point Mm -hmm. fingers. I mean, I think he'd have a heyday if that's what we're doing in our marriages. Mm -hmm. So when we decide to have a lighthearted marriage and to have unburdened hearts by not having resentment and grudges and keeping you did this list against each mm. other. Um, it's almost like we're laughing at him saying, uh, uh-uh, we're not going to let you get into our marriages and cause division. You're getting division. all serious here. Well? <laughs> the look on yes. your face is like,
1: Oh yeah, baby. No Oops. way, Satan. Are you going to have any effect in our marriage? It's
0: a good reminder for us too. Yeah. You know, as we talk about these things, I think, you know, we're building our own marriage up as we're hoping to build, help you who are listening, build yours up.
1: Before we go any further. Yes. I thought of a couple of things. Okay. 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 I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when we're in a um, animated conversation, <laughs>
0: aka fight, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, sometimes I am able to sort of navigate, sort of turn the direction of our conversation so that, in, so I introduce an enemy. So if it's about work, for example. And you're upset with me because I'm still working in a place that is painfully toxic. And which somehow, has happened. which has happened, and I'm still there. And you're like, come on, Ted. We, this is hurting our family. You need to leave. And what I can do, what I have done is I find a, an enemy and have us both come together against that enemy. So instead of fighting against each other, now we're fighting against an enemy together.
0: Yes, if I think back to fights, I can see how you Mm -hmm. have done that. And I think that's helpful.
1: I think it's helpful. It really is. I mean, as
0: long as we, and we've talked about this, I don't remember which episode. I think it might have been the very first one. Mm -hmm. We talked about, or about not, as long as we don't encourage ourselves to engage in toxic behavior towards that common enemy.
1: Right. And as long as we're not, uh, like... uh, What's the word? Not venting, but uh, not gossiping, but grumbling, complaining, that kind of thing, as long as we're not.
0: Right. It spurs us on to join together in unity to figure out how we can overcome the challenge. Yeah. um, Whatever that may be.
1: Right. That's good. And we,
0: you know, with this particular situation, we did. We figured it out together. It was hard, though, at times. (laughs) It was
1: hard, though, at times. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So you had three points, right?
0: Right. So to review. Yes. For us, laughter in marriage flows from unburdened hearts because mm-hmm. an unburdened heart is a lighthearted heart. Mm-hmm. It's and one 51, that's... 51... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We'll, we'll get to I that. I interrupted Yeah, you. that's okay. <laughs> it's not one that's weighed down by grudges because it's difficult to feel lighthearted and at ease if we're keeping tallies on each other. So what are some practical ways we can have a lighthearted marriage? We can give in on the small stuff, Mm -hmm. which is what you were about to say. Right,
1: the 51, 49.
0: Percent policy.
1: And it was one of your professors that gave you that idea, right?
0: One of my bosses that Uh I worked for in grad school. Good man. Yeah, yeah, he told me how he, I mean, I think we renamed it that, but Mm -hmm. he used that concept in his marriage. We serve each other with no strings attached or we make payback optional. And we band together against common enemies rather than making each other the enemies. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're at the end of the podcast, which means we need an Us Time US Challenge. Time Challenge.
1: Hmm.
0: What do you think it should be this time, Ted?
1: Well, we've done movies. We've done food. We've done writing stuff down. Um, how about... I like that 51%, 49%
0: thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, those of you listening, why don't you actively look... For an opportunity this week to give in on something small with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It doesn't need to be a fight.
0: Yeah. Maybe something that in the past may have been a fight. Right. But you decide it's not going to be a fight this time. Mm -hmm. And you give in. And I bet you'll be pleasantly surprised on what it does for your relationship. Just that small decision to give in on something small. That's good. Yeah, all right, good. Well, we hope this was encouraging and helpful to you. And remember, we're cheering on your Team Us. The Team Us podcast is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Ted and Ashley's conversation today, would you leave the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Steven Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com.